Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Focus on Albany. I'm Cynthia Pooler. My guest today is Greg Adela, and Greg is going to talk about the violence on Madison Avenue. So, Greg, first, excuse me. First of all, how's your campaign going? Uh, good morning, Cynthia. Thanks again for having me on. Campaign's going well. You know, it's been uh, an interesting summer, uh, meeting people and businesses and getting out there in the streets. And, uh, you know, you deal, uh, your listeners probably know this, you deal with uh, negativity. Uh, but I just focus on, on the positive people and the positive aspects of, of people and businesses that, that want a better and brighter future for Albany. So I say overall, it, it's, it's good. You know, it, it's been, like I said, it's been interesting, but uh, definitely more positive the negative. So let's talk briefly on the uh, mm-hmm. on the meeting. I'm sorry, the the vocal uh, statements that the owner of Cafe Capriccio and Hill Street Cafe have, have mm-hmm. talked about. What yeah, did they so... say? Why is it important? Well, uh, that's Jim Rue of Cafe Capriccio uh, and, and also uh, Hill Street Cafe, uh, th- that owner as well. They had come forward uh, in, in the Albany Times Union there, and they were telling their story about how Madison Ave uh, is really, has really declined over the years. Uh, it's, you know, it's an island of drug activity, violence. It's very dark. It's filthy. Uh, anyone who's listening, take a drive down there day or night. Um, the streets are just completely littered, and, it, and it's not a very good showcase uh, when you're coming into Albany uh, off the exit, and that's what you see. So those uh, proprietors stepped forward and said, look, we need more help from the city. Um, you know, it's dark. We, we just we need it more lit. They've been asking for years, and nothing seems to be done. So uh, I believe what the paper had said that they were going to uh, help them by uh, brightening the lights and possibly adding more street lights to that area. Um, now that sounds nice and dandy, but if people have been listening to you and I over the past three years and my talk on the violence in the West Hill and other parts of Albany, you know, turning the lights up higher, getting more lights is not going to curb the violence. And that's painting rust. You need to get to the fundamental issues of why this is occurring. And why this is occurring is a lot of these, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the young adult programs and youth programs have all been pushed out of the city by this administration. And, of course, they're going to take to the streets. And also, we have bigger issues above the city of Albany with bail reform. And also, you know, we're letting lawlessness reign. This administration and this current mayor, Sheehan, does not denounce any violence. She doesn't let the police do their work. And as of this weekend, I learned uh, from the police, uh, from police friends, that the force is down right around 75, 76 policemen. You can't patrol a city the size of Albany, albeit small, with being down that many cops that are leaving for other parts of the region or just getting out of law enforcement in general. I commend the Rua family and Cafe Capriccio for stepping up and the people at uh, Hill Street Cafe for stepping up 
and holding this administration accountable. And I hope they stay fast uh, with that conviction because I hope they don't backpedal because we need more businesses and more residents stepping up to hold this administration accountable and come November 2nd, vote this mayor out. They need to fire her uh, in, in just over a month from now. So I commend them, but they have to hold strong and, and hopefully, um, you know, the, section by section, uh, we can start cleaning up Albany moving forward. And, and I hope to do that once, you know, when I'm elected. So uh, you're running for mayor against Kathy Sheehan. Um, yes. I, li- I live very close to Madison, as you know. So mm-hmm. if you drive down Madison to hit the highway or drive mm-hmm. down Madison to get to Pearl Street, mm-hmm. once you hit the old St. Anthony's Church, the mm-hmm. V&R closed up, sure. the little Chucky's takeout place closed up, mm-hmm. Lombardo's mm-hmm. closed up. So for mm-hmm. people who's coming into Albany to do business, and they drive up Madison, and they see that, that's not a very welcoming sight. Would you agree? I'd agree 100%. That's the second point on my campaign platform, and you can learn that platform by going to gregformayor2021.com, and that's cleanliness. It's holding absentee landlords accountable. The streets are filthy. My grandparents, now, mind you, I'm a grandson of an immigrant. My grandfather came from Sicily, Italy. My grandparents were married at that church. And that area was gorgeous. That's before, obviously, all the plaza. That was the real melting pot of Albany. Uh, New York was, was right there. And I was at VNR Restaurant. Today's uh, Tuesday. I was there on Sunday night, just this past Sunday. And they moved now to West Albany Italian Benevolent Society on Exchange Street in West Albany. And uh, our family is, is friends um, with Rudy and Sasha. And when I spoke to them a couple of weeks ago at their place, they couldn't take it anymore. They had people coming in, uh, panhandlers coming right into the restaurant, Cynthia, while people are eating, begging for money. <laughs> You've got drug deals going on. The streets are filthy. They couldn't take it anymore. You know, the, the area went to hell, and they had to get out of there to protect their livelihood uh, because they were living in fear. And I've said it before. No one should live, work, or pray in fear in this city or any city across the country or the world for that matter. So the thing is, is at day in, day out, and this administration has had eight years to do something, to right this wrong, at least acknowledge it, to at least pretend that they care, that they want to get behind the residents and businesses uh, and, and show support for the city and show pride, and they don't. They, they just don't. And let's further this point, okay? Uh, thank goodness um, Cuomo is gone. It, it, it's, I'm glad that the state finally got together and said enough's enough of this institutionalized corrupt system and, and let's start straightening it out and they got rid of Cuomo. Now, Cuomo spent a lot of time in Albany during COVID, correct? Mm-hmm. Right? He, he spent a lot of time walking the streets. Yep. This is how corrupt it is. You would think if this guy cares and, oh, we're New York and we're New York tough and he's walking the streets, wouldn't you think for one minute, he would say, Albany is a dump. I mean, don't get me wrong. There are beautiful, absolutely beautiful, pristine parts of Albany. 
But the majority of Albany is a dump. It's a cesspool. The streets are filthy and morale is low. He didn't say anything about that. So it proved to me that they're all in it together. And truly, they, they quote unquote, lead by arm's length. And truly, you know, they're entrenched in this system and they truly don't care. That's my assessment um, that I've, I've come to terms with. Uh, since I put my 20-year career on pause a year ago this month uh, for this mission uh, of trying to raise a voice to not only one community of the West Hill, but the entire city of enough is enough, especially with crime. This mayor, Mayor Sheen, right now in the past year has 32 homicides on her hands. That's how much blood she has on her hands. And she's denounced not one. Not one. What are we saying to families? White, black, Asian, Puerto Rican. What are we saying to them? Everyone's affected by this. You don't stand up for the people that are murdered and there's blood on the streets and, and, and they have to live with this and, and they feel that no one cares. When, when I watched my neighbor die, David, on our block back in May and watch him bleed out in front of me, I don't want anyone else to see that. No one denounced anything. No elected official came to that corner again and said enough's enough. So I think this administration, specifically Kathy Sheen, is definitely not part of the solution. I truly feel she is part of the problem. Uh, and, and I've said it before, and Pastor Charlie Muller and I have said it over and over in another video uh, last week that we posted, that this mayor and administration needs to be fired come November 2nd. You know, because you know what, Cynthia, Cynthia, if I may just say one last thing to that. And, and it's my motto, and I've been saying it for three years. Look, garbage promotes chaos and beauty promotes hope. If we don't have violence curbed and people don't feel safe and you, have, and you don't get these streets cleaned up, I'm telling you, no business is going to come into Albany. And you're just going to see the businesses that are in Albany that are not being met in the middle in civil discourse and good business ethic. They're going to leave for the suburbs or possibly the state. And I'm, a, I'm unanimous in that because I hear that. That's not just me saying that. I'm out talking with businesses. I'm talking with residents. And if you go around Albany, New York, you'll see more and more for sale signs going up on property than I've ever seen in my entire uh, adult life. You know, you mentioned Cuomo a couple of minutes ago, and he moved into the mansion when he moved out of Westchester. So mm -hmm. I was told that he even registered up here to vote, and people saw him vote at the polling place on Delaware Avenue. So if he was that much of a resident, you know, he did not um, mingle in the establishments like Cafe Capriccio, other restaurants, and, you know, I don't think... I don't think I, I don't think he really understood or maybe didn't care about mm -hmm. the business community in Albany. What would you say to that? Yeah, I would concur with that. And here's here's what I'll give Andrew Cuomo. <coughs> excuse me. I'll give him one benefit of the doubt. One. <coughs> excuse me. I'm sorry about that. Here it is. Andrew Cuomo grew up in the political business. Mm -hmm. That's all he knows. 
So internally, he's most likely corrupt in this business, okay? But at some point, that's the only benefit I'm giving him, that he grew up in it. But at some point in life, you would think that someone would pull him aside, a family member, a mentor, a friend, that would say, hey, look. A neighbor. You know, this is sp- mm-hmm. Right. I'm, or a neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Or a okay. neighbor. This is supposed to be a community. Everyone talks about community. I've been saying, you know, we've been here in business for 78 years. Talk about community. We know about community. We're there every day. And we talk with neighbors. They don't. Like I said, they, they dictate and they govern by arm's length in an ivory tower, and they truly don't care. It doesn't matter. It's the old adage of this business. And I hope, and I, I feel that people are getting hip to it, and it's going to implode, that we are getting robbed. Nothing's being done with our money. It's being wasted. It's, a, it's grift. And all they care about is furthering their career and staying in a system that is systemically corrupt. And they know the system. They know how to work it. Everyone's aware of this. Yet everyone just acquiesces and goes by. And, I'm, and what, what frightens me most is this, is in one month, we're going to go to the polls, okay? And we're going to vote. And no matter how many times you're out there talking and people saying, we're going to support you, we're going to vote for you, and the other candidates could probably attest to this, Historically, the numbers show, and your audience can look this up because it's all public knowledge, that no one comes out to vote. No one comes out to vote. It's, it's sad. When you have over 50,000 registered voters in the last election, less than 18,000 voted. So everyone wants change, but they, they don't come out and do it. They'd rather be keyboard warriors. I mean, I sound like a broken record, but it's absolutely true. There's so much apathy within this city, and I cannot figure it out. This, this, public officials work on tax dollars, which we work for and pay, and they completely fail us every year. And everyone just puts their head in the sand. And here in this part of the country, you know, um, Albany, just no one wants to come to Albany just to visit. Uh, no one wants to invest in business. I mean, we need real industry business, and it's not a friendly town. Just to your point about getting off the exits in downtown Madison Ave, they're filthy. The weeds are overgrown. Well, what is this? It's post-apocalyptic looking. What? That's not friendly. Cleanliness is friendly. Cleanliness is hope. This is the capital city. The whole region deserves better, and I've said it for three years since I started covering the murders and violence on our block and other parts of the city. If you do not stomp this crime out in one portion of a city, it will escalate to other parts of the city. And as you know, we see it happening. We see it happen. You know how many times when I'm out on the street, Cynthia, and people show me if they're, um, you know, they have cameras on all their property, how many people are sneaking in, sleeping in lobbies, smoking drugs right in their lobbies. They got to call the cops, kick them out. How many people are breaking into cars? How many people are creeping from lower part of Albany all the way up Shaker Road part in the north part of Albany? And that's a nice part above Memorial Hospital breaking into cars. I just ran into that, these stories, two weeks ago when I was walking the streets up there. And I, I scratched my head and I, you know, and it's, you know, people have to realize, look, 
it is not, it's not the cop's fault, okay? They are handcuffed and told not to do their job by this administration. And that's dangerous because the first order of any government is to protect the citizens and it's not being done. And it makes everyone on edge and it makes it very unsafe. It makes it very vulnerable uh, to let further lawlessness reign. Well, I, I have off street parking and I live mm-hmm. a little, a little in from Madison Avenue. And there's been break-ins. My car's been broken into twice within the last couple of months. Hmm? Unbelievable. I hope hope you've reported that. Um, Have you? Have you you reported that? No? I spoke to the uh, property manager, but, you know, that's that's good. I, I, I think I will report it to the police. I haven't so far. Yeah, not. because they need, they need to know because we have – that's what community policing is, is really about, you know. You know you, if, especially if, if breaking into personal property, let them know because then they can, you know, be more aware of what's happening. You know, that's, that's what they need, and it helps their job uh, you, you know, a little bit easier. Um, you know, so, yeah, I would most definitely report that. That's for everyone's safety, yours and your neighbors. Okay, so – um, first of all, you know, mm-hmm. we have been spending the last 20 minutes talking about an abysmal job that the mayor has done, you know, and mm-hmm. I have, I have invited her on numerous occasions to come mm-hmm. on Focus on Albany to share her vision on, on what a third term would look like, share her mm-hmm. vision on how we can make Albany, uh, an attractive place for people to come and visit. I do so again. Um, I invite the mayor to come on Focus on Albany and and share her thoughts on how we can make Albany a vibrant and wonderful city, not only for ourselves, but for for visitors. And, you know, to to talk about visitors um, a minute, I remember one Mm -hmm. time um, having lunch at... Uh, a restaurant on Pearl Street, and it was right before the Aurora Games. And I looked up and down the street, and there were boarded up, you know, buildings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Aurora Games were right on um, the Times Union Center. Per- and I thought, Perfect. is this what yeah. is this what we're going to show the world? And right. and now when you when you drive up from the highway, drive up Madison, and you've never been to this city before, is this what you want to show visitors into Albany? The boarded-up buildings, the closed restaurants, it's just abominable as far as I'm concerned. It is. It, it very much is. And, and when I'm out on the streets talking with residents, they speak the same sensibilities and talk that you just mentioned. Absolutely. And, you know, another thing that we need to to talk about here is, you know, you can pack up and move to different parts of the country and you can get involved in community, but people seriously better recognize that this administration, they're all carpetbaggers. The majority of them are carpetbaggers. There's no accountability with direct links to the city of Albany 
or the capital district for that, for that matter. And I truly feel that goes a long way. You, you don't understand the complete pulse. You don't understand the mentality, what people knew the city, what, how people can say, look, we can have it. You can't romanticize the past, but perhaps inject some of the past into the future. Uh, I truly believe that. Uh, and, they, and they don't. It's also a city that wants new toys and won't play with their old toys. One example of that, I'll give you it. We have the Jennings Landing, right? So you have that walkway to Jennings Landing. Right. How many people use it? I, I, I'll, I'll sit there and watch sometimes during the day how many people go over that. At most, I've counted about 24, maybe 35 people use that because, in all fairness to that, a lot of people aren't working downtown anymore, right? They're mobile. So now this administration takes $13 million, part of tax money and grants, to put a ramp in to connect down near the palace to connect to the waterfront again. Why? No one is using the, the, the Jennings Landing. They're, they're not, they don't even have the right people organizing events. I planned events for 18 of my 20-year career in entertainment. That's what I did. I produced shows all over, fundraisers and my own show. They don't have the right people. There's not the artistic eye to say, what can we do more of? That should be utilized all the time in the summer, okay? So perhaps I've suggested to, to people when they brought that up to me is I would have to look at all the logistics and see how that money and those monies could be utilized in different ways in the way of this and legally, right? So sometimes when they're giving grants, it can only be used one certain way. What I would counterpropose is this. If we, instead of doing one project, that's $13 million that goes just to the river where people rarely go because they're, they're not going to Albany to go out on the park when they have the suburbs and beautiful parks, even up to beautiful Saratoga, okay? In my opinion, they should have taken the $13 million and made 13 $1 million projects and spread a million dollars into 13 areas, perhaps, around the city. Do you know how much a million dollars would help lift up Arbor Hill and West Hill, even parts of the South End. Think of that. Think of what a million dollars could have done for the South End. And year in and year out, they have these grandiose plans to build $120 million uh, facilities in the South End. That, they proposed that over a year ago, and nothing's happening with that. It's delusions of grandeur. It's a great idea, and in my heart, I hope it comes to fruition someday. But $120 million coming into Albany with just throwing arbitrary numbers and ideas out there with no team and background for that? How is mm -hmm. that going to come to fruition? How? When they can't even keep the streets clean. They can't even weed whack around certain areas of the welcoming part of Albany in Madison Ave area or in certain parts like West Hill. And you know what? They describe how, you know, the park, and they don't want lights in the park. And the, you drive through the park. The, the, the park is a beautiful park. It's not as pristine as they talk it to be. Go walk it. It's not. It's not what they say. It's, it's this beautiful. It's not. I've seen that park in way better condition over the years. And I know the hardworking men and women at DGS try their best. I know it because I speak to them when I walk through the park. I'll see them. And I'll talk to them. But there's not a lot of motivation. Do you know why? Because they're demoralized. People also have to hear that, your audience. When I meet with these unions, blue-collar unions, they're demoralized. These supervisors in this position under Kathy Sheen 
are mean, ruthless people that, you know, browbeat their workforce instead of lifting them up as part of the same team. It's a shame that they do that. And they all need to be fired. They all do. Because that pollutes, uh, that pollutes everything more because there's no pride in that person going to work. And then when they come home, their, their home life is, is depressed a little bit. And, and I say that because I'm listening to them tell me these things. And that, it saddens me. Like I said, no one should live, work, or pray in fear. And it's no wonder why there's always constant job openings in the city because a lot of people don't want to leave the job. They don't want to leave the job. They want to leave the job better than they found it. But they're leaving because of poor management. That's why they leave. And now they have to worry about, you know, finding another job because they've got to feed their family and pay their bills. I will, and, and I tell them all at this meeting, that will not happen under my dime. If anyone is treated that way and I find out who's treating them that way, they're gone immediately. I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding with that. I'm not going to let that happen at all. So there's many variables here, um, and a lot of it is motivation and, and, and uh, lifting the spirits up of workers and residents. So, you know, we have a mayor that um, she does not have a grasp. Let me put it that way. Does not have a grasp on what, what's going on. And there's lots of people, maybe there's some people that like her, but I think there's more that don't. And when mm-hmm. you talk about a downtrodden city, how can any elected official, not only her, but anybody else, how can elect an elected official want to run for another term when they failed abysmally in the term that that's just being completed? Well, I think in this case, in a lot of cases with uh, uh, some politicians throughout, throughout the country, is they're elitists, right? Uh, Kathy Sheehan is a wealthy woman. So, I mean, it, and this is all public records. She can, the, the public can go see how much she's loaned her campaign over the years. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just shy of $500,000. So they're basically buying the election. And what do they care? If, the, if, if more credit to her, if the public's not going to speak up and vote her out, if they're just going to, you know, stay asleep. Now, that's not saying, now, I, I meet people when I go door to door that are fans of hers. And I'll ask, well, what's one thing that you can tell me that she's done? And they're like, well, she's, we think, she, this is how I get the answer. Well, we think she's doing a good job and we want to give a woman a shot. I go, well, you've had eight years. Oh, boy. And how is it working out for it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I get that a lot. And I said, okay, I said, look, I have, I have four older sisters, so I could understand that. But in eight years, what has she done? Now, when we talk, mm-hmm. and it's all very civil. I promise you it's civil. But a lot of people then will just start walking away. Okay, that's fine. I'm not forcing anyone to vote for me. I'm just out there listening and learning. And the hardest thing to do is change a human being's mind, right? But you have to show examples of how you're being robbed. And I, I right. told people, I said, look, where we are in West Hill, if things aren't stomped out, it's going to come to your neighborhood and it's coming fast. So they, and and truly they don't care. They're just looking for their future to save their own butt and and to try to climb the ladder. Greg, we're, we, we are out of time. So our listeners, um, uh, information on how they can reach you, uh, 
become part of your campaign, make a donation, become a volunteer? How could they do that? Absolutely. So they can go to my website at gregformayor2021.com. That's gregformayor2021.com. Everything is there, fundraising events, my campaign platform. You can email me. I'm accessible. I'll meet with anybody uh, anytime to discuss any city issues that they may have. And Cynthia, as always, I really appreciate your time over the years, and, and thank you for doing you know, the goodness that you do for Albany and bringing light uh, these subjects to the community. Thanks, Greg. And again, I want to invite Kathy Sheehan to come on uh, Focus on Albany to share her vision for a third term. You've been listening to mayoral candidate Greg Adela. I'm Cynthia Pooler. This is Focus on Albany. If you like this show, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.